0: This morning we're going to step away from 2nd Timothy. I want to look at Colossians, the first chapter. A message more fitting in with our Lord's Supper. But in the first chapter of Colossians, one of the things Paul was dealing with in Colossae was false teachers. And false teachers of Paul's time and even of our time, one of the things that they'll do, they won't deny the reality of Jesus, that he was a real person. Uh, they won't deny that he was even... An important person, but they will deny that he is God, God in the flesh. And Paul's going to deal with that as he writes this letter. Many times, false te- te- teachings and faith will give Jesus prominence, but they will not give him preeminence. And there's a big difference. Uh, the Muslim faith will call Jesus a great prophet but they will not acknowledge him as God in the flesh and that's not being mean or anything like that that is their belief that is their faith and I believe the Bible teaches that is false it is wrong Uh, Jesus is more than a great prophet he is God and there's many today that teach there are many ways to God Jesus is just one well let's take a look and see what Paul says in Colossians 1 we're going to focus on just verses 13 and 14 but I want to get our setting so we see all the verses we're going to pick up at verse 9 where Paul begins his prayer so stand with me as we read these verses and here Paul says for this cause we also since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of His will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness for by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. Well, we need verse 18 too. And he is the head of the body, the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Uh, there it is needed who our Lord is. Let us pray. Uh, Father, we are we marvel at our Savior, that He is preeminent above all. That He has a name above all names. That at His name every knee is going to bow and every tongue confess. Jesus is Lord and father we come today confessing that fact that he is Lord he is our Lord and we thank you for we ask it in Jesus name amen please be seated as we look at what Paul says our greatest problem our greatest need is the issue of sin And sin can't be healed by a philosopher. It can't be taken care of by a psychologist. It cannot be taken care of by a physician. It's going to take one who is more than those, a savior. And as we look at verses 13 and 14, we find four things that God does through Jesus Christ for us. And we see the first one, that through Jesus Christ, God has delivered us verse 13 who has delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son now that word delivered means to be rescued from danger to liberate to save to deliver someone from something or someone and as believers, Paul is telling us we have been delivered from the power of darkness. And this power is one of tyranny, it's one of lawlessness, it is unrestrained, it is an arbitrary power. In fact, it's interesting, uh, it's the word Jesus will use when he is arrested. And he spoke to the chief priests and the captains of the temple in the Gospel of Luke. He will say to them, here it is dark in the garden and he says but he says be ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves when I was daily with you in the temple ye stretched forth no hands against me but this is your hour and the power of darkness so Jesus acknowledged that it was their time God gave it to him it was their hour, the power of darkness. And we see that Satan brought all his power against the Son of God to defeat him, to kill him, to destroy him, to prevent our salvation, to keep us in eternal bondage to darkness. That was his plan. That's his purpose. And at the cross... Evil was manifested against God's goodness. We see it by the betrayal of a disciple, Judas, whom Satan stepped into. We see the arrest in darkness, the false charges, the illegal trial, the witnesses that lied, a murderous mob that chose Barabbas, a murderer. A swift verdict with judgment, a scourging, and then crucifixion between two thieves. It was a time of the power of darkness. It had its moment, but it did not have the victory. That's important. God had the final word. I like what Jesus says, the Apostle John on the island of Patmos. He tells John, I am he that liveth and behold was dead. And I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of death and hell. So we need to recognize there is the power of darkness. And it can hold us. And Christ Has delivered us from that. Back in Ephesians 6, always a good reminder to look at this chapter, Ephesians 6. You know, verse 10, Paul tells us to be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God And having done all to stand. So Jesus rescues us from the power of darkness from the power of Satan. Many years ago I remember watching a must have been a Discovery Channel TV show some uh, African tribesmen that were out hunting And one of the things they did was they were saying a chant to appease the spirits as they went into the jungle. Now, we might laugh at that. But the truth is, there is unseen darkness that's out there. And sometimes we're just too sophisticated, we think, to see it. But it's there. How do we explain the holocaust of World War II? And what the Nazis did with six million Jews and millions others. That's darkness. How do we explain the darkness of ISIS and Boko Haram? And all their ilk. How do we explain the darkness of some nut that takes up a gun and and, and just goes and shoots people how do we explain the darkness of Planned Parenthood that takes the lives of over 300,000 unborn children every year and how do we explain the darkness of those that defend it and see it as good oh yeah this darkness is in modern day America And it's deadly. And Paul says, we are delivered from that. Well, Jesus shared with his disciples all power, all authority has been given to me. Go. And the Apostle John says, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you Than he that is in the world So don't forget who's in us Jesus Christ And he is greater than anyone Anything in this world Don't forget that Now the second thing we see that God does Through Jesus Christ Is that he translates us Verse 13, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now, some translations use the word brought, but that's just too simple of a word. Translated is a much better word. It's a word that has a special use. In, In the ancient world, when one empire won a victory over another empire, it was the custom to take the population of that defeated people, that defeated nation, and to transfer them lock, stock, and barrel to the land that was the victor. They would be deported. They would be hauled off to the conqueror's land. That is what happened to Israel, the northern kingdom. They were carried away to Assyria and later The southern kingdom, Judah, would be taken captive by Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar would crush them and carry them off. And he would even take all the utensils of the temple, the bowls and everything. Jeremiah the prophet describes that dark time. And you can just feel his pain. Daniel Writes from a captive land, Babylon. And history tells us that Antiochus the Great, a Greek, transported over 2,000 Jews from the area of Babylon to Colossae. So these believers here in Colossae would be very familiar with that word translated and what it means. That God has transferred translated the Christian into the kingdom of Jesus Christ I mean Jesus didn't deliver us from bondage just to let us wander aimlessly around in a barren land he's moved us into his kingdom Warren Wiersbe puts it earthly rulers transported defeated people Jesus Christ transports the winners I think the Exodus is a beautiful picture of this word and what God does. God translated his people out of the nation Egypt, a nation of darkness. And he placed them in the promised land. That's being translated, transferred. The cross has translated us into the kingdom of God. The thief on the cross with Jesus. Remember what he asked? Lord, remember thee when when you comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus answered, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And you know what? There is a coming translation of the church. We look back to 1st Corinthians, chapter 15. 1st Corinthians, chapter 15. Verse 51. Paul says, Behold, I show you a mystery. Someday that trumpet's going to sound. There's going to be a shout. And in an instant, we are going to be changed and translated and prepared to enter into Christ's presence. And that's what he's done on the cross. Have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now, today, if you want to leave the United States, and uh, you have to have a passport. You're going to get in trouble if you don't have one. They're going to stop you. But you've got to have one if you want to go elsewhere in the world. You need a passport. And they check it. Well, Jesus Christ looks at us, and he sees the Holy Spirit in us. That's our passport to heaven. We're ready right now God looks at us sees the Holy Spirit and says that one's mine take him in we're ready we're translated we're just waiting for the trumpet so God through Jesus Christ delivers us he translates us and he redeems us look at verse 14 In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. That word redeem, of course, means to buy back, to release a prisoner by the payment of a ransom. It's used of delivering slaves from bondage, prisoners of war from captivity. Now let me make it clear. Jesus did not pay a ransom to Satan to rescue us. It was not a negotiated transaction with evil. Not like we did for uh, one guy that went AWOL and traded for five Taliban. It wasn't that kind of transaction. Jesus redeemed us by his blood. By the cross, who have delivered, verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Now, if you got a translation that leaves out that phrase, through his blood, and some do, you better get a different one. Better grab one there, it's out in front of you. That's important. Jesus met the holy demands of God by his blood and the life he lived. And Satan's going to come along and and accuse us because we're guilty of breaking God's law. But Jesus has paid for us on Calvary with his blood. He bought us. We belong to him. And he's just going to tell Satan, you have no say. I have bought them with my blood. So redemption is a present possession. What would happen if we took the blood out of all songs and hymns? We'd lose a good portion of our hymn blood. Christ alone. Listen to that third verse. There in the ground his body lay, light of the world by darkness slain. Then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he arose again. And as he stands in victory, sin's curse has lost its grip on me. For I am his and he is mine, Bought with the precious blood of Christ, we are bought. Don't make light of the blood of Christ. It is so important. To some, it is a stumbling block. I remember a professor at Eastern. Uh, I think it's Dr. Folsom and he is a gifted teacher but he had trouble with the blood of Christ and that aspect of Christianity it is so important so God through Christ has delivered us he has translated us he has redeemed us And we have forgiveness. Redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. You know, redemption and forgiveness go together. We see it here in this verse. Uh, We see it back. Paul ties them together in Ephesians. Ephesians 1. Practically the same thing. In verse 7, he'll say, In whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So he'll he'll put those together. So forgiveness means to send away. To cancel a debt. And Jesus has done that. He has forgiven us. He has canceled all our debt. We cannot be enslaved again. Uh, Satan can't go through our files and come up with something against us. Satan says, I've done away with it. The Lord has done away with it. It's gone. And the picture of this word of forgiveness is, is, is found in the Old Testament where the high priest on the day of atonement would go and make that sacrifice in the holy place, the Holy of Holies. And then part of that day of atonement is that he would come and they would have two goats. And they go through a procedure uh, where one goat would be chosen to be sacrificed and the other goat would be chosen to be the scapegoat. And they take that scapegoat and and that high priest would come and, and he would place his hands on that goat. And in doing that, he was placing his sins... And all the sins of the people on that goat. And then a young man would take that goat and run it out deep into the wilderness. And let it go. And it would never be seen again. That was a scapegoat taking their sin. What a picture that is. Oh, forgiveness is so important. We see that with David in Psalm 51. Where he talks about the forgiveness of God. In Psalm 103, he will talk about the forgiveness of God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless, verse 2. Bless the Lord all my soul and forget not all his benefits. Then he's going to begin to list them. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Not part. All of them. Who healeth all thy diseases. Verse 4. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies verse 5 who satisfy thy mouth with good things so thy youth is renewed like the Eagles and verse 6 the Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed and in verse 7 he made known his ways unto Moses his acts unto the children of Israel the Lord is merciful and gracious slow to anger, plenteous in mercy. And David continues in verse 9. He tells us he will not always chide. He will not keep his anger forever. Verse 10, he's not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. I love verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Cannot be measured. It's an infinite distance. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Verse 14, For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. 15. As for man, his days are as grass. As a flower of the field, he flourisheth. verse 16, For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone. And the place thereof shall know it no more. And in verse 17 But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. In verse 18 To such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. And in verse 19 The Lord hath Placed his throne in the heavens. And his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord. Ye his angels that excel in strength. That do his commandments. Hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord. All ye his host. Ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord. All his works and all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, all my soul. Was forgiveness important to David? Oh, it meant everything. He was a man in need of it. And out of that need, he wrote magnificent psalms. That can walk with us of God's goodness, mercy, forgiveness. We're gonna sing Jesus paid it all. Bob bring you up. Now let's stand as we prepare for the Lord's Supper. Maybe this morning one needs to come, Lord I I, I need your forgiveness. I need to step out of darkness and yield to you. Lord, give me that new heart. Take my sin away. Give me a clean heart. You come as we sing. Jesus paid it all.